Welcome to the Williamstown Church of Christ podcast. This is a sermon recording from one of our Sunday worship gatherings. We meet every Sunday at 10am on the corner of John Street and Douglas Parade, and we'd love to meet you. For more information, head to our website, willychurch.org.au. Enjoy and God bless you. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you all. My name's Lockie. I'm one of the pastors at Williamstown Church of Christ slash Community Church, whichever name we're, we're rolling with in the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. New Year, New You. Do you have, do you have that saying? New Year, New You. It's, it's not just a fun saying, though, New Year, New You. It's, it's, sort, of, it's sort of biblical. It's, it's more... It's more in Christ, new you. It's not, it's not that every single year there is a new you, but each new year, let us remember that there was an old you who died with Christ and he has made you new and he's making you and shaping you into the new you, the you he truly made you to be. So, new year, new you. It's biblical. There we go. <laughs> Ephesians Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3 both talk about this idea. Ephesians 4 says, Be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In Colossians 3, Paul says, Put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So new year, new you is a thing. Happy 2018 and go put on the new self. We're done. We're done. Or maybe not. Because one thing I learned in 2017, or 2017, I don't know which is the right way to say it. One thing I learned was we need to get better as a church at talking about the how. I'm not talking about John Howe. We talk about John Howe a lot in the um, Christchurch Newport circles. Um, We need to get better at talking about how do we put on the new self. Or how can we become more like Christ? Or how... Do we be disciples? We're good at we're good at information often as as the church as a whole, but the how is is hard. We sort of say go, love, serve one another, and and then you've you've got the reins for the week. And so I want to talk about how today. I think a really simple way of answering this how question is practice. There's a famous little book, the practice of the presence of God by Brother Andrew. And that title, Practice the Presence of God, I think nails it. Because the how is in in practice. We practice, we train, we rehearse, repeat. And we're practicing being with Jesus, the presence of God. Now I wonder, does anyone here have any goals in mind for 2018? Anyone got some goals in mind? Chances are... I'm going to go out on a limb and say, chances are, your goals probably aren't some crazy new idea that no one has ever heard of. Right? It's probably something you've thought about before, you've known about for a long time. You know, when, when I was 93 kilos and having five Snickers bars whenever they were on sale, about five at a time, the idea of not buying five Snickers bars wasn't, like, revelationary. I'd heard of this idea. I'd heard that it might be wise, it might be good. The challenge isn't that it's, it's new. The challenge is actually that it's something you do. 
New Year's resolutions are, are really new ideas, but they're applications and actions of good ideas, of wisdom. And, and that's where a lot of the, the challenge is. Actually applying it, actually not buying the five sneakers bars. They're on sale yesterday, one dollar. Didn't buy any, praise God, more Lord. That's, that's what makes all the difference. And so, so this idea, practice the presence of God, be with Jesus. If we've come from all the churches around the area and we've been in church, this idea is probably not that new. Be with Jesus. Practice the presence of God. But I want to say today, that's not the point. The challenge is not in it being new. The challenge is in it being something you do, in action, in application. And if, if we look at the New Testament, we see that new ideas actually aren't like the top priority. New, the New Testament writers have a few ideas, ideas which change the world. But they keep on banging on, banging home again and again about these same few ideas because what they really care about is love, service, obedience and transformation. So if you're hoping to come here today and get a brand new idea, the idea is simply be with Jesus. Sorry, you can um, turn around and face the water or something if you want. It looks beautiful from here. Um, So no new ideas but an encouragement. That's what I want us to go into 2018 with, an encouragement to be with Jesus, to practice the presence of God. Or one way I've been thinking about it lately is to drink from Jesus. God was sort of speaking to me this month about drinking, not a drinking problem, um, not drinking, you know, coffee. God wasn't saying, Lockie, you can only have coffees that are $6 or above because they're the best ones. He, He didn't say that. But God's been saying, drink from me, drink from the well of Jesus, be nourished and filled with the water of the Holy Spirit. And so I I did a Bible study on drinking, and it's really cool. In in the Old Testament, Israel's scriptures, we see that God is called the spring of living water. And Israel, his people, were longing for the day that they would receive the Spirit, where God would open his fountain to Israel. He would rain on them. God would pour out his water on the thirsty land. God's people would neither hunger nor thirst. They would with joy draw water from the wells of salvation. This is all language from the prophets. And in Jeremiah 2.13, we see God say this, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. And I think, That's from Jeremiah years ago, but I think we're still struggling with this today. Our souls are thirsty. We all long for a drink. We all long to be filled. But it's so easy that the marketing of all the other systems is so tempting that we go looking for our own sources of life and satisfaction and fulfillment and we dig our own broken systems and easily ignore, forsake the spring of living water himself. So, the spring of living water himself, does anyone have any ideas who that might be? Jesus, Jesus. good work. It's always Jesus is the answer. If you want to do a Bible study on drinking, Jesus in the Gospel of John is where it's at. So look at me at John 4. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, 
If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. It's amazing, this Jesus talking about water. So what we see here, we see here that Jesus is the spring of living water that never runs out. He's the eternal spring of life. And whoever drinks the water he gives will never thirst. Indeed, the water he gives will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now that is what I want to be drinking in 2018. Anyone else want to be drinking drinking that? Yes. Amen. And and really good coffee from the best Inner West cafes. Kadama reopens Wednesday, praise God. Double espresso with a side of hot milk, please. Absolutely. Turn over though a couple of pages to John 6. And Jesus says, he declares even, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So now we see that Jesus is bread that quenches thirst. Now that is legit. Like, usually we we drink fluids for hydration and eat bread for sustenance, and yet Jesus is bread that quenches thirst. He's incredible. And then one chapter over in in John chapter 7, we see on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, the rivers of living water will flow from within them. The living water Jesus gives, the living water Jesus is, will not satisfy, will not just satisfy you for eternity. The river of living water will actually be within you. Now that is some serious New Year, New Year business, right? That that the Spirit of God, that, that living water will actually flow from within you. And then verse 39 says, By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So we see the living water of Jesus is the Holy Spirit, and he is within us. Is anyone else so glad to live on this side of Pentecost? It's so good to live on this side of Pentecost because now, I mean, footy's been invented, that's good. Lord, heal the Adelaide Crows in 2018. But also, it's great to be on this side of Pentecost because the Spirit has been given and I can have the Holy Spirit, the eternal spring of life within me. And that is just the best news. Has anyone seen one of these before? One of these doobawackies, dishwashing doobawackies, I call them. In 2017, it was a big year for me. I moved out and got married all in a couple of months. Now, that's because I'm a millennial and also I'm half Italian, so I lived with my parents right up until I moved into an apartment with the wife of my youth. Hello. And one of my primary roles in, in the marital home is dishwashing. All right? I think I've made like two meals since I got married, but I've washed many dishes. 
And my favourite dishwashing gadget is this. I looked it up, it's called a soap dispending dishwand. A soap dispensing dishwand. What happens is that the, the detergent goes in the top here, you use a little sponge. This is why I take so long, because that's my technique for washing dishes. And yeah, it's amazing. And I think when we're filled with the Spirit, we are like one of these soap dispensing dishwands. Like, it's, it's one thing to be a dishcloth. It's alright. It's another thing to be a dishcloth with detergent, like, and you can sort of use them together. But it's a whole other thing to be a soap dispensing dishwand. Like, that is where it's at. When you have the detergent inside of you, you're completely tra- transformed. New year, new you. I'm telling you. Get a soap dispensing dishwand. I think they're still on sale. The boxing day sale is still on. Now, because, because of the Spirit of Jesus, because the Spirit of Jesus is in us, we are made new like Him. We can put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Put on the new self, being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its Creator. That's what those two um, passages from Paul say. We're like a soap dispensing dishwand. The Spirit of Jesus inside of us. And our big goal, our big goal for, for 2018, it should be our big goal for every year and month and day, should be that we are transformed to become more like Jesus. That, that's the point of it all. That we would begin to take on the character and mind and attitude and lifestyles of Jesus. Right? The character, mind, attitude and lifestyles. And that the way Jesus related to the Father... And the way Jesus related to other people in love and self-giving service, that, that we would take that on. We would be like Christ. And when we're possessed by the Spirit of Jesus, this can become a reality because we have Jesus in us. One, one way um, the Apostle Paul speaks this idea is in 2 Corinthians, and he says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. If you look closely, where the Spirit of the Lord is, transformation into Him, into His image with ever-increasing glory happens. And so the best way that you can be a new you in the new year is to drink from the spring of living water. To drink in the Holy Spirit and to receive Jesus. Because if you're drinking in the streams of, the, of living water, if you, you're drinking the Spirit, you will grow in Christ-likeness. Does anyone here own an indoor plant? Anyone own an indoor plant? They are sick, I'm telling you. They're so cool. But they are a task to keep alive. They're, they're awesome in the store. We, we got a few as wedding presents, and I think... When you get an indoor plant as a wedding present, it's just one big warning if you're newly married, don't get pregnant yet. Because if you cannot keep an indoor plant, like I cannot keep an indoor plant alive for more than two months. Imagine trying to keep a human being alive for two years or 20 or whatever. To all of you who do that, well done. Like, happy new year. We pray for new year, new you, and new child. It turns out, I found out this out the hard way. Turns out you've got to water an indoor plant. <laughs> Turns out you've got to get the conditions right. 
And they look good in the store because they, they water it and get the conditions right. Because if you do, an indoor plant is amazing. And I think our souls are sort of like that, right? We're, we're out here cultivating our souls, seeking to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And it's hard to grow a soul in 2018. The conditions are, are, are tricky. But if you can stay watered, then the results can be glorious. You know Galatians 5, it's this incredible passage on the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, um, sometimes we think we've got to grow in that, right? But, but if you look closely at Galatians 5, it's, it's not on slides. This one's just, I memorise. Hello. I memorise Galatians 5. If you look closely at Galatians 5, Paul doesn't command anyone to grow or bear fruit. He doesn't tell anyone to do that. Paul's instruction is live by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is the natural byproduct. Therefore, the fruit of the Spirit, that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, is not something in 2018 that we must try to get. Rather, our, our role is to drink from the streams of living water. And God will do the work of transformation, of growth, of fruit bearing. And so, we're left with the question, how can I stay watered? What's my soul hydration plan for 2018? And I want to suggest three things for how to stay watered. Say yes to God, be intentional, and trust the process. So to stay watered in 2018, the first thing we've got to do is say yes to God. Because God is the one who does the work. God is always at work. We don't have to perform, but we do say yes to Him. We welcome the Spirit in us. Jesus is always invitational. He invites us to say yes and welcome Him and His work. And so, if, if God is always present, always speaking, always working, always with us, if he's always holding up his end of the, the relationship, if he's always there, if he's always speaking, then we really need to, to say yes by being aware, by opening our hearts, opening our eyes and ears. He who has ears, let him hear. God is here, let us be aware. God is speaking, let us hear. One way to think of this is, is like if he's the fountain of living water, if his spirit flows like a fountain, then we just need to get under the stream. Put ourselves in the, the firing line of God's spirit, so to speak. Get under the waterfall. Get in position to receive the grace of God. And there's no, there's no perfect model of how to say yes to God. If you've never said yes to God, if you'd like to drink this living water and never thirst again, then one great way is just like to come down the front at the end of this service and let's pray and, and you can become a Christian. Say yes to a relationship with Him. So, so that's a great way if you've never said yes to God. But if you're in a relationship with God already, your yes to Him in 2018, your day-to-day yes to God will probably look different from slightly different from, from everyone in this room. But I've got two ideas of how to say yes to God. And that is be intentional and trust the process. So be intentional. What I mean by this is the waters we swim in in 2018 are 
are forming us. Our soul has an environment, and that environment is Melbourne, for most of us, I think all of us. And Melbourne is a formation machine. Melbourne wants us to drink coffees that are $6 or above. And Melbourne wants us to, to update our wardrobe however regularly. And Melbourne wants us to, to have to go to every event and watch every sport and say yes to, to everything. And so if we're not intentional, if we're not intentional, the indoor plant illustration can get really real really fast. It's, because the conditions are, are tricky. And so be intentional. What I mean by this is engage with God in 2018 with your whole self. This is a relationship. If we really believe, you know this, this sort of saying, I, I'm not religious, I'm into a relationship. If we really believe that this isn't a religion but is relationship, then we have to intentionally engage with God as if he's our closest friend. He's always there, like I'm saying, always ready to hang. And so I pray, may Jesus be your closest friend in 2018. May he not just be a, a therapist who we check in with when it gets hard, but may he be our closest friend every day. And so I think one way to engage um, intentionally and with our whole self is to look at the way we're formed. So the way we're formed in life is through the stories we believe, through our relationships, and through our habits. Now this is um, a model from John Mark Comer, someone we've been following in our church a bit, and it's been really helpful. The stories we believe are, are the things we, we know to be true or think to be true, and, and we follow sort of a script or a story, whether that's on what it means to be happy, or what success is, or on sexuality, or on education, or whatever it might be, the stories we believe form us. The relationships we're in, our family of origin, our friendship circles, our, our workplace relationships, all of these things form us. And I think the biggie these days, or the one that we're maybe least aware of, is our habits. The iPhone turned 10 years old in 2017, and it's taken over the world, the, the um, smartphone, and now I've got watches, I've got, uh, got a Fitbit, past, not a Christmas present Fitbit, just a hand-me-down Fitbit because someone else got a smartwatch um, in, at Christmas, and it's even tempting to check your Fitbit. Like, these devices are, are coming at us and forming our habits. Um, whether it's, it could be other habits though, not just smartphones, sleep, exercise, what you do with your time, newspaper reading, um, who knows what it is, but our habits are really forming us. And so this year, a really good way to engage with God fully is to let the stories we believe be transformed by the teachings of Jesus and the apostles, the scriptures. Let our relationships, which, which form us, let's be really intentional about the community we're in, in our, our family or, or home or share house, but also in our churches and small groups. And let our habits be spiritual practices, that is, practices where we, we sit ourselves under the stream of God, practices where we engage with God and meet with God. So be intentional. I wonder, I think this is a really good sort of model for, to help us go, may the stories we believe be transformed by the teaching of Jesus. May the way we're influenced in our relationships be, 
be shaped by the communities we are in, in the church and, and broader. And may our habits be, be practices of, of engaging with, with God, spiritual practices. And the, fu- the final thing about being intentional is that to say yes, you need to say no. In that you might have to replace some habits with others. You might have to replace that check the, check the smartphone starts with weather, turns into sports scores, turns into Instagram. You might have to replace your habits with spiritual practices. Maybe it's um, radio in the car. You might have to replace listening to the radio in the car with listening to God in the car. Or the newspaper, or whatever it is. Look at your schedule, look at your time, look at your patterns and your rhythms and habits, and, and ask God, what do I need to say no to so I can say yes to you? And finally, trust the process. So we say yes to God, we be intentional about that, and we trust the process. Because practicing the presence of God takes practice. He gives us living water where we never thirst again. But drinking from the Spirit is not just a one-off experience. Drinking from the Spirit is a lifetime thing. With this indoor plant thing, you cannot just pour four litres of water on your indoor plant go to Paris for a month, and then come back and it's going to look fabulous, right? I mean, if you go to Paris for a month, do whatever with your indoor plant, it's probably worth it. But you're not going to make the indoor plant very good by just giving it four litres of water once a month and leaving it. So too, we must embrace, embrace, embrace the slow process of drinking from the waters of His Spirit, day in and day out. When we see God, when we say yes to Him, and his work over time, that's actually often when we see the most fruit. Because that is discipleship. A long obedience in the same direction. Now, I want to acknowledge that God does show up in powerful one-off experiences. That totally happens. I, I, th- I like to think of these as rainstorms. Holy Spirit rainstorms, where God does immediate powerful work. But often God's most significant transformative work His fruit-bearing work happens over time. And this pastor we've been listening to, John Mark Comer, he he likes to say is the Holy Spirit breakthroughs, so these powerful immediate experiences, Holy Spirit breakthroughs often lead to freedom or healing. And so we want to, to seek that and share testimonies of that because Holy Spirit breakthroughs lead to freedom and healing. But also, Holy Spirit processes lead to character change and transformation. Holy Spirit processes over time mean that all of a sudden you're a new person and the fruit of the Spirit is the reality of your character. You are a soap-dispensing dishwand of Jesus' Spirit. You are a new you. So it's going to happen over time because fruit takes time to grow. It's going to happen over time because transformation happens over time. But we've got a whole year, and we've got a whole lifetime. So I want to say it's worth it. If you do reflections at the end of this year, or you've done them, that's amazing. Look forward to your reflections at the end of 2018 and the person that Jesus has made you to be because you're drinking from His Spirit day in and day out. Let's trust the process because soul hydration... Soul hydration is not just a January-only thing, all right? 
Let's not just have really hydrated souls in January and be burnt out in May. Let's try and drink from God's Spirit through this year. It's also not a Sunday-only thing. So let's try and work out how we can do it, maybe through the, um, the habits, through the communities we're in, through teaching, how we can engage with God and be watered by His Spirit through the weeks. Because soul hydration is a, a lifetime thing. So let's drink from God day in and day out this year. Let's abide in Him. That's some other language that, that captures the same idea. Let's abide in Him, drink from Him, and see Him make us new. Let's stand up. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing. Jesus, may our souls be hydrated. May our souls be full. May this new year see lots of new yous, new uses. And may the new us that Christ is, is making us to be and has made us to be and is shaping us to be as we drink from you in 2018, God. May we see us bear fruit and grow in you. Come Holy Spirit.